and welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connie. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, how are we doing? Uh, ups and downs, mate. Ups and downs. We'll, we'll leave it at that, I think. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, <laughs> we've already discussed this off here. <laughs> off, off the podcast. Um, actually, you know what? Go on. Actually, go on. Go on. We will go into this. Uh, so... For those of you who aren't aware, I suffer with a health condition called uh, functional neurological disorder, which basically, uh, I say basically, there's nothing basically about the condition. So the nerves in my body do not communicate correctly with my brain. So the signals get misinterpreted. So I can have random spats of pain, random spats of tremors. Uh, seizures when it comes to the absolute worst. Uh, I you get like brain fog. You forget words. You can walk into a room and just completely be blank on what you were doing there. It's a really horrible condition. Um, I actually had a meeting today with the head of an FND charity. Oh, really? Uh, the hope, the hope being, well, I used to work with them um mm. a couple of years ago before COVID, and I sort of re-met up with them today looking to do a charity stream with them soon so hopefully get to raise some awareness and raise some money to help people who are suffering with my condition that's that's great news i know that you've done charity streams before haven't you yeah we did one for mind last year yes 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 yes. um because i remember popping in in and out of that Did, did you get many donations for the charity we made a thousand pound, over a thousand pound. Wow, that's absolutely fantastic! Wow, wow, wow! You know, so that's 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 the baseline we're aiming for this yeah. year. Yeah, and now you've got more subscribers and everything else. So you know, who knows? Maybe you'll be able to, you know, reach reach uh, reach an even higher goal this time. That's certainly the hope. But yes, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I, I'm tired more than anything because since. Having my own wedding, I've been to another wedding. So I had a, I went to another wedding on Tuesday, which was absolutely fantastic. And you know what? It was great because I didn't have to worry about anything. I could just go. I could enjoy the food, play Jenga, had some drinks. Um, just overall, just had a really good day. And you know what? The hangover yesterday wasn't too shabby. It wasn't the worst hangover I've ever had. But hangovers are never, are never nice. Can we address the Jenga? What do you mean you were playing Jenga? We were playing Jenga. We were just playing Jenga. There was like a, an outdoor Jenga. There was loads of... Well, like big okay. Jenga. Yeah, big Jenga. So there was loads of like children's entertainment because there was about oh, six or seven children there. But as always, when there's adults drinking, like they just take over the games, don't they? Um, so we played Jenga. There was Connect 4. I completely forgot that. I never got to play Connect 4. Um, so yeah, so that, that, was a, that was quite good fun. There's a couple of photos of me and, and my best man, Matt, um, playing Jenga and the look of concentration on our faces playing this <laughs> this game just like after a few bevies just like trying to figure this out it's uh, it just it's just a great day all round to be quite honest see I've played it. Big Jenga before I, I think one of the like the pub gardens we used to go yes. to had Big Jenga out the back and I distinctly remember my sister playing it pulling and the whole tower just collapsed on top of her she was only like oh, 12 really? at the time as well well, this so, was huge. Like, it's one. It's not, you know, your typical table Jenga. It's like you say, no, one, it's like outdoor four or five one. foot. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. And at one point, there's this one-year-old playing with it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, right. Is someone, is someone watching this, kids? Because if that goes over, 
like they, they were heavy blocks as well. They weren't like plastic yep. around. They were proper wooden blocks. Big like. wooden blocks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but thankfully, nobody nobody died at, uh, at the wedding. So, um, should, oh, I was trying to come up with a segue, but I haven't got a segue this week. So I feel like I've already already failed. Um, but the the big news this week is more po- Pokemon Scarlet and Violet news. I think we're going to be getting more and more of this as we get closer to the release date. But the main um, the main bit of news is the introduction of uh, Graphii. I think I'm pronouncing Graphii, that. yes. Graphii, um, which I'm I'm disappointed. Right, the reason I'm disappointed is because I did. To, if we'd have re- if we'd have done this podcast, recorded this podcast yesterday rather than today is originally planned i had i basically narrowed it down going this is a lima pokemon and then you sent me that video and i'm like oh i'm a bit disappointed i thought i was bringing something to the podcast like i've got a theory it's a lima pokemon so how did you get there so the way so over three days they released three pieces of information so the first one was um three individual photos with four um no, it was three on the first day. It no, there was four. Oh, no, sorry. No, I'm doing it. I'm reading it top to bottom rather than bottom to top. Yes, you're right. There was four, then there was three, then there was a trailer. So watching the the, the original four photos, I got nothing from that. All I saw was the bullseyes, and then there was one that wasn't a bullseye. It was like, you know, strings around a tree. Yes. Yes. So from, from that, I didn't get anything from it other than maybe we're getting a regional form of something that can shoot some kind of darts or, you know, you know, Desidui maybe with arrows. So I, was thinking, I think oh. the best theories I had coming off the back of that mm. was like regional Smeargle, which yes. I wasn't convinced about because I don't think we're ever going to see Smeargle in the games again, I think. Because no. of Sketch, because it's just too busted Busties, as far as competitive yes. is concerned, yes. they just won't bring Smeargle back. Um, so I wasn't convinced by that. There was uh, thoughts that it had to do with a certain forest within Spain, in the north of Spain, where they paint oh, all really? the trees. Right, I really right. like that idea. So my, so yeah, so my original thought around like some kind of Pokemon that has accuracy-based attacks or whatever it might be is maybe that's one of the three methods of playing the game because you've got the one of the trees where the rings go around. It kind of looks like a flag. So, you know, I was thinking, oh, you know, you wave a flag to start and end the race. And I know it's usually checkered, but like if it was based on, you know, um, countries or something like that, might show their, their, you know, their country. So maybe they were the colors of the um, of the new region. And maybe one of the three ways to play the game was some kind of, you know, accuracy shooting kind of, mm-hmm. you know, archery, something like that. That's kind of... This, on the Tuesday, when we released even more um, photos, and again, we had the rings around the trees, and I was like, okay, right, I think this is something to do with racing, and perhaps we are going to slowly get the introduction of more racing Pokemon. Um, so it isn't just, you know, whatever the legendary you get and the um, the Dragon Normal that we spoke about last week that I've forgotten the name of. Cyclazar. 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 That's it. Um but the difference between the first set of photos and the second set of photos is you can see a silhouette of a Pokemon in them. And there was, there was um, one, of, one of them doesn't really look like the Pokemon. It looks like a Jigglypuff, to be honest with you, with its ear and round body. But the mm-hmm. other two I was looking at, I was like, they, are, they look like some kind of lemur. And then the name was released. Of and Graphii, yeah. Graphii. And straight away I was like... I know what 
I know what Pokemon are like. They typically, whenever they come up with a name, there's a reason behind that name, and it's either based on real-world animals or it's or it's a pun um, on, you know, it's, it's typing or it's element that it uses. So I was like, oh, okay, let's just type in II animal into into google and one of the things that came up with is a lemur um that is native to madagascar called the ii but spell a y e a y e and i was like oh, okay right let's have a look at this and um characterized by its unusual method of finding food it taps on trees to find grub then gnaws holes in the wood using its forward slanting and scissors to create a small hole into which it inserts a narrow middle finger to pull the grubs out. So that's straight from Wikipedia around this creature. And you know what? If that was a Pokedex entry, after seeing the reveal, that could also be for this Pokemon because they are... I don't know if you've seen this animal, but they yes. yeah, they look so alike, like ridiculously alike. So it's obvious that that is where the inspiration has come from. Um, so yeah, so I was a bit disappointed that I, that I didn't get to have this grand reveal of, I think I know what it is, but it's good to know that... You were you would have I been would, right. I would have been right. So I'm, I'm quite I'm quite happy with that. And then today is of um, today is in uh, the day of recording this uh, podcast. We got the actual reveal of the Pokemon in a trailer. We did indeed. They did a really nice trailer for this one. It was like a Agreed. researcher studying the forest and trying to capture images of this wild Grafii uh, mm. roaming around, mm. which reminded me a lot of when they did the Zoroa reveal. For Legends Arceus. Remind me of that, because I don't know it. So they released uh they released initially a sort of found footage video and it was all uh destroyed and you couldn't really make out what was going on of this person walking through like in the icy tundra and then it gets attacked by a Pokemon. And then a couple of days later they released the sort of recovered footage of it which was you saw this researcher going out into the uh, tundras of Hisui and being attacked by a Hisuian Zoroark. And it was it was really cool. It was really creepy. I like that. I like that they're leaning into this. It it feels like the the old marketing that they used to do to to release these games. From what I can remember from a kid, it was always about catching them all which is a very american and europe thing apparently the the got to catch that them all. was that was never a thing over in japan no it wasn't um and it's something that they've moved like i don't think it's been on any of the boxes since gen 2 i think was the three? last one maybe 3 what it was either gen 2 three, or 3 was, i think i think it was gen 3 because you physically couldn't because oh, you couldn't yes, trade you couldn't. pokemon over to From, it yes you, you couldn't. couldn't catch them all anymore no so they moved so they moved away from it um whereas it it feels like from the limited marketing stuff that I've seen since I got back into Pokemon, the marketing tends to be more around, look at this new Pokemon, look at this exciting, you, you know, new typing that we're, that we're bringing. And it's more of a focus on, at least at this stage, it's less about the trailers and more about, let's just release individual Pokemon to get people excited. Because it's like, this Pokemon could be someone's, least favorite pokemon it could be someone's favorite pokemon that's the great thing about pokemon is for every person that goes i hate that pokemon you've got someone on the opposite end going i love that pokemon and you know what might look at that and think you know what that's tipped me over the edge i've gone from oh i'm not that fussed about the next generation to i love that pokemon and i think one thing that that kind of solidifies my thoughts around that is when the first initial 
kind of well, it wasn't the true trailer, I don't think, but it was kind of a um, a teaser for the Gen Nine starters came out, and Twitter, Reddit, YouTube was ablaze with you know Fue Coco and and uh, Quaxley, and I always forget the the grass type kitten one, and people just being um, like people weren't really talking about the game; they were talking about the Pokemon naturally, which makes sense. Don't get me wrong; it may it makes sense, but for me, it's absolutely amazing that. Yeah, the first instance when they release information, it's never really about the the gameplay or the region. It's about look at these cool new Pokemon designs and and people just just they just want the Pokemon all of a sudden. And yeah, it, naturally, yeah. and it makes them go, you know what? Actually, I've gone from and I fall into this trap with Gen Eight. I remember seeing the trailers and thinking, oh, okay, it looks looks all right. There, there were a few things that you know, a, a couple of red flags, but. I must admit, seeing Score Bunny and going, kind of want the game just for Score Bunny now. <laughs> it just it just tips me over the edge every time. Hashtag Grookey Gang. Grookey Gang. Oh, were you a Grookey fan, were you? I'm a, I was a Grookey fan. Still uh, am. Still are, right? Okay. See, see, that's what I mean. For every like, that's probably my least favorite of the Gen Eight stars, but like, it's your favorite, and it's just it just gets people into Pokemon. Just being able to relate to a to to one of the Mons and going. I want that Pokemon, and therefore I want the game. I like it a lot. I will bring us back onto Grafai mm. uh, and say that it's given me a lot of hope, like more so okay. than I think any Pokemon previously has done so for this game. How cool. Now, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about like our hopes for Gen 9 mm. and Pokemon going forward, yep. and one of the big things I brought up was the fact that I wanted to see these Pokemon interacting with each other in the wild. Yeah. Now, there was, when Paldean Wooper got announced, yes. it was written on the website that Pokemon around Paldean Wooper may be poisoned. Oh, which okay. is kind of like, okay, will we actually find wild poison Pokemon and have that as a sign that Paldean Wooper is about? That's really cool. Don't mm. know. We'll have to wait and see. But now we've got Grafii, who, like... It, so the, the Pokemon website suggests that like it's got this paint residue yes. yeah. mucus venom from its mouth that it licks onto its hands and then paints it onto the tree. This venom gives off a sweet scent, mm. attracts bugs, the bugs get paralyzed, and then it comes over and eats them um, later on. So it's a nocturnal creature, which mm -hmm. means we should only be able to find it at night. So day-night cycle may be confirmed. Day-night cycle, we can only hope. Um, pretty sure we've seen that in trailers that there's already a day-night cycle. So, but hopefully we can see it only come out at night. Yes. And then at night, we should see these paint markings appear on trees. Yeah. And that's going to be really cool if that's something they've implemented that, like, you know, these these Pokemon are alive. They are yeah. just... Yeah. They're doing their own thing even when you're not around. And it'll be a way to find... So, for instance, you can go... Early, just before it's about to become dawn, and you'll find a Grafii by the painted trees because I've come back to eat the bugs. But mm. if you go there in the middle of the night, you'll find frozen scatterbugs who are already paralyzed. Mm. Mm. I like that. If I, that's the way it works, yes. if they really implemented that, this might be my favorite Pokemon game of all time because that's all I've ever wanted yeah. was just to let, let the Pokemon world feel alive. Yes, and they've been making steps towards that. So Sword and Shield, 
sudden, well, it was before that. Let's go Pokemon the Overworld. Okay, right, step in the right direction. Pokemon Sword and Shield didn't really do m- much to develop that further, unfortunately, but Legends Arceus took it in a step a step further, it felt like, simply because Pokemon had a few more animations, such as, you know, just sleeping. And then maybe then this is the next step, like you say, where, and I can't see us doing it for all Pokemon, but maybe the new Pokemon, that's how they get them to stand out. Like you say, you go to an area with with the uh, with the new variant of Wooper and Pokemon that you find there are poisoned. Maybe this one, you know, you go to a, a tree during the day and, you know, they all have these rings around them, nothing special. But every now and again, you might see a random tree that has like the marking of Grafii on it. And you go, okay, make a note of that. I'll come back at night and I'll be able to find it. Or it could be a case that, you know, you you see it on a tree and go, okay, there's probably a Pokemon sleeping in that. It's probably because it's nocturnal. You can, you know, headbutt the tree or whatever it is. Grafii falls down. It's asleep because it would be asleep during the day because it's a nocturnal, um, nocturnal Pokemon. I'm, I'm hoping and I'm optimistic that you know everything that you're wishing for because I'm also wishing for it comes comes to pass. I I want Pokemon to really feel alive in the overworld and and from what we've seen in the trailers. It looks like that is where we are heading. Now, I will say with the day-night cycle, I can't think the last time we had a proper day-night cycle because I'm pretty sure in Sword and Shield, it's just as you progress the story and end up in certain places, it kind of changes from day to, to dusk or whatever. I don't... Well, Legends. Oh, Legends yeah, had a day-night did, cycle. In fact, Legends oh, had yeah. a technically a monthly cycle as well. Because the moon phases yes, changed. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Because that's how you get Ursa Luna. Right, okay, so... Mi- oh, okay, okay, okay. Now I'm even more... I was a bit like, mm, okay, day-night. Are we going to get that back? Well, actually, you know what? After Legends Arceus, maybe we do. I really, really hope so. And in fact, now that I'm thinking about this, so I think we mentioned before that there was a previous trailer where you had uh, a slacking surrounded by a bunch of Vigoroth. Yes. If you had, say, the instance of you walk up and if you can, like, avoid the Vigoroth, you're fine. But the Vigoroth will come out and attack you because they're Vigoroth. But the slacking will stay asleep and it'll just yeah, ignore yeah. you until you defeat too many Vigoroth and mm. then it will stand up and come after you. Like, that that's oh. the kind of thing that's really cool and would really make this experience something different. Yeah. Have you ever, I think we've spoken about this before, Breath of the Wild has a lot of these mechanics where, oh, I wonder what would happen if I do this. And then you do it and you realize, oh, they've like programmed like boulders falling down a hill and running into people or, you know, finding somewhere and going, oh, there's a lot of grass there. Oh, I've lit the grass on fire. Wait, I can I can light on fire. Oh, I can then use that to get higher on, on whatever his glider is and, and, and things like that where... There's so many instances in Breath of the Wild where you do something and thinking, oh, okay, that would be neat if it does it. And then the developers have programmed it in. Are we going to see more of that in Gen 9 where, you know, you, you end up somewhere, you do something, and, you know, something happens as a result of it? Like going in tall grass might chase Pokemon out of it, for example. Um or you throw, I don't know, you you see a boulder on a hill, you roll it down, it goes into the water, and all of a sudden a fish Pokemon pops out because you've knocked it out with the boulder. It, it, that's like that's the next step, surely, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. you, you go from, okay, we've got Pokemon in the overworld. Okay, now Pokemon are behaving like, like they 
are alive in the overworld to, okay, things that you do interact with the Pokemon in the overworld to make to take it to that next step. So we've got a real... Or like it, it'll basically feel real then, which I think is something that has definitely been lacking for the the modern generation of uh, Pokemon games. Yeah, you bring in those elements from like Pokemon Snap, where yes. it's like, oh, well, if I throw something at that magic mm. carpet, it'll knock it mm. into the waterfall and it'll climb up the waterfall and become a Gyarados. Yeah. Those kind of things where me being there actually changes the environment. I I I I'd love more more of that to be quite honest with you. And like looking at the have you, have you seen the I'm pretty sure you sent me the link actually. Yeah, you did. Um the information about um about the new Pokemon in terms mm-hmm. of straight away just reading that gives me an inkling about how its abilities going to work. Um basically it says that when it senses danger, it poisonous saliva becomes even more toxic. And then it goes on to talk about the 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 saliva changes color depending on what the Pokemon eats to attack foes mm-hmm. by spitting at them or slashing at them. So I'd imagine that's where the painting comes from. It's dependent on which berries that it eats and how it reacts with its saliva. But in terms of its ability then, surely it has something where maybe it's it's similar to spit up, where depending it's on the cr- berry you give it, so if you give it the berry that usually cures paralysis, maybe it paralyzes the foe. That's a lovely idea. Its abilities are unburden or poison touch. Are you kidding me? Right. Are you serious? <laughs> Sorry, buddy. They could have gone with something that just ties in with the, the information about this Pokemon and how it acts and behaves. What does unburden do again? Unburden, it makes your speed go faster if you consume an item. Oh, I'm so disappointed by that. Like, they could have come up with a new bit. Like, surely, if you're going to introduce a new Pokemon, that's when you want to go, okay, what are some quirky new abilities that we could we could give it, especially if it had an ability that, that would react with, you know, the, the you know, stockpile, spit up, um, and I always forget, the swallow, the, those three moves and how it works with the berries as, as well. Like, it'd be great if it did something like that, but oh, that's could it could also be a new move. Let's not forget that it, it could, could be. So you've could. got like, I think natural gift is a move that does different things or is a different type depending on what berry you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you could have an element of that. Yeah, Makes but sense. I think realistically, the idea that you know it it's realistically it's just got different paint just depending on what berries are available in the trees around it. Yeah. Do you think we could potentially get some, you know, in the past we've had a pavilion that has different colors based, uh, well, different patterns. Do you think we could get something similar to this based on, you know, where you catch it and or seasons or something and the berries that are available? Or is that is that wishing it's too much? It's certainly possible, but I would have thought that that's usually the Pokemon's gimmick, as it were. Yeah, so they yeah. release that information with it. True. Um, so one last thing then uh, I, well I've got one last thing what do you think of it's typing so it's poison normal interesting yeah. very interesting have we, um, have we had poison normal before not to my knowledge no, no I can't think of poison normal so it's nice that we are starting to slowly whistle out those final typings that haven't been utilized yet yeah it- I think ground fighting is one of the big ones that i know we haven't had and then there's a like normal ghost and stuff like yeah. that 
which I don't know how they're ever going to do a normal mm, ghost. I've, I don't know. Those two kind of conflict a little bit. But um, Firegrass is another one we've not had. And after doing the recent cage lock, I can understand why, because it is so busted. Because so many of its weaknesses are countered by its secondary typing. It, it's absolutely busted. But I quite like Poison Normal. You know, when sometimes you look at a Pokemon and just go, yeah, that typing fits. Like That typing yeah. just fits for this one. I think it just works really, really nicely. What do you think about its overall design then? I like it. Now, I, I knew what an II was before this Pokemon came out. Oh, did because you? I, I did you ever used to play Super Monkey Ball? No, I didn't. So Super Monkey Ball was a game I used to play back in the day. You are a monkey inside of a like a ball. I know it sounds Super like Monkey a big Ball. Hamst- <laughs> like like a big like a big hamster ball. Yes. And you know, like those marble runs you get. Yes. Where you gotta get the ball in the hole. Yeah. It's effectively that, but on 3D and you rolled and you're in the ball, so you've got to control it from inside. And the main character of that was an II. So right. I'd seen the creature before and I was like, how how far are you gonna go with it? Because II's are creepy. They got oh, they are. long big those middle fingers, fingers and oh. they got weird eyes. And they stuck with the middle finger, which yeah, they did. fair play to them. Yeah, fair play to them. Um, yeah, I like it. Its eyes are a little bit odd to me. They've grown on me. They, the eyes in the trailer, look worse than the character model in game that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely looks be- better in game, and I think that's always been a difficulty for Pokemon is when they try to make them too realistic. You 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 get a point where. It's almost like, okay, we in-game, it looks okay. And then you've got the complete other end where you've got like Pokemon, uh, Pokemon in the movie, uh, Detective Pikachu, where they implement things like fur that Pokemon would have and saliva and stuff like that. And both of those work in their respective, you know, media, like the, the way that you put the media across. But then there's that awkward middle ground where... They try to bring up like this trailer, for example, where you look at it and go, that Pokemon would have fear and it doesn't have fear. And therefore it, it doesn't like, and it doesn't have the right glare and the eyes don't work, unfortunately, in the trailer. But in the actual in-game, you can see like, it's obviously got its big beady eyes and then you can see the, um, I, I don't know the technical term for it, but, but where you can see where the light's kind of shining on it and it works mm-hmm. it, like the image I'm looking at now works really well. I really do like it. Um, so I'll be, I'll be in. I, this is one of those normal type Pokemon where typically I'm, I usually box normal type Pokemon quite early on in my run through simply because I like the diversity. This is one where I'm thinking, actually, I might use this one. I like the design of it. The more I look at it, the more I'm finding myself that I like it. I like the contrast between the darker elements of the Pokemon design and then the bright pink and blues as well. I love it. There is also in one of the trailers, we got a bunch of trainers and one of the trainers yeah. is in a big yellow overall suit with a sort of spray mask on. Oh, okay. so that will almost certainly be on their team. Right. Okay. Maybe, a, maybe a new artist class of Pokemon, uh, artist class of trainer. Mm. Oh with yeah. With Grafai on their team. That would work really well. I would like that. So let's, should we move on to what their strategy seems to be in terms of building hype for this game. So, yeah, the, we wanted to talk about the marketing for this generation versus the previous ones, simply mm-hmm. because, you know, we are now talking about a new Pokemon, which is great. But when we started this podcast 
12, 13 weeks ago? Which episode yeah. is this? Uh, this is 12? 13. This is 13. So when we started this podcast 13 weeks ago, we were like, it's fine. Scarlet and Violet's coming out. We're going to have something to talk about every <laughs> I know, week. right? And we've not. There has no. been 13 Pokemon released for Scarlet and Violet so far. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now, you consider something like Sun and Moon, where basically you had new information on a weekly basis, if not bi-weekly kind of thing. Uh, talking about these new regional forms, this is new mechanics, this is this, this is this, this, and you just got all of the information released before the game came out. Sword and Shield, they kind of held back ever so slightly because they were trying to not let on that, you know, they weren't given the full national decks until yes. that interview came out, yeah. at which point they were like, yeah, just give them loads of information. But we've not seen the evil team. No. We've not seen... Um, I'm trying to think. We've not seen any starter evolutions at all, even second stage. Yep. Uh, we've not seen uh, most of the gym leaders. Technically, we've seen one gym leader confirmed. Yes. Um, we've, n- we've not seen the... They've mentioned that there's three ways to play the game. We still but we don't, don't know what two of them are. We don't know what two of them are. We, we kind of... They kind of give gave a half answer as to what one of them could potentially be around the treasure hunt, but it wasn't. It's not like they said, "Okay, one of the ways is a treasure hunt." It was like, "Oh, you're going around collecting treasure," but it was it. It was like, was that just a side quest? Is that something that you just do on the on the side? And then the whole racing thing that hasn't been confirmed as one of the three ways, has it? Nope, nothing. no. So I'm really interested into like why are they holding so much back? And I'm still convinced there's going to be something to do with time travel in here. There's yeah. uh, maybe not time travel, but at least time is yeah. uh, a a, it's a motif. Theme. Not, yeah, what's yeah. the word I'm looking for? Theme. Theme. Thank yeah. you. God, it's one of those days. I apologize. <laughs> I it's certainly a theme in here, given Coridon and Maridon, but we've mm. seen nothing to do with that yet. We've seen no like out of time Pokemon. We've seen nothing that says, "Oh, this area is full of uh, a bunch of fossil Pokemon." Mm. There's been none of that. There hasn't. There's been there's been the initial there was the initial trailer, wasn't there, where there was that guy going through like a museum or something like that. And that mm-hmm. was when we got the the starters released. Was there anything else released at that point? I can't remember. We got no, that was starters and kind of like a, a first sea of the region. Yeah. And we got the characters, the main character designs. Yeah. And then the next one we got, like, you get to change your clothes. You got the legendaries. And, oh, no, the box art legendaries you got on that one. Yeah. And uh, Lechonk, Smoliv. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Paldean Whooper was in that one, I think. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I, I can't remember. Uh, or Paldean. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because they did. Yes, I believe so. Let's Let's go back. Let's have a look. Have a look at the Pokemon. Here you go. I'm on the website. Oh, so, yeah, you had quick. three starters. The yep. two box art legendaries. Uh, Lechonk, Palmy, and Smoliv. Right. We got in a second trailer. Then we got Paldean, Wooper, uh, and Fido, and yeah. Titan yeah. in a yes. different trailer. Yep. Then, then we, got we got Cyclozar on yes. its own, and now we've got Grafii on its own. So, well, you, you, three, five, three, one, one. But it's weird because, like, there doesn't seem to be a a theme almost. Like, because this Pokemon got released in, like, a kind of standalone mini-documentary, for lack of a, a 
better word. Mm -hmm. The previous Pokemon Cyclers are got released in a competitive trailer, which was timed to come out at the same time as Worlds. That that made sense, but there's no real connective tissue between the two in terms of how those trailers are displayed. Like this trailer is very different to all the ones that we've got because it feels very much like a this is a real Pokemon that exists in the real world and I'm out exploring it where the other ones were more like Oh, it's inf infomercial, like Satitan. Like that was pretty much just oh it's thrown out in a battle. It showed like brings up its name and that was about it, wasn't it? Like Well yeah, that was that was in the trailer. We did obviously get the breakdown following that because that was part of the Pokemon Presents. Yeah, it's just weird that like this kind of format that they've done for Grafii, like why is that not a recurring thing from more Pokemon in the, the this new game coming out? It feels really bizarre because I I would say, oh, maybe this is the first of you know a, a, you know a bunch of videos that we're going to get over the course of the next few weeks or months that kind of show these Pokemon living in the real world and how they interact and you know teaching more about them. But it wouldn't surprise me if this is a one-off. It really feels like a lot of their marketing is just kind of. I don't want to say reactionary, but it's they don't link up quite well. Does that make sense? No, I I understand what you're saying. Like you got the cutesy Pokemon in the first trailer, mm. which made sense. You got the starters, and then you got the cutesy Pokemon, so the early route Pokemon. Fair play, but Paldean, Wooper, Fido, and Satitan. There's no cohesion there. No, there's, there's nothing not. that goes. No. Ah, that's that's the running theme. That's what they're showing us. It's well, just no, exactly. Like if that second one had been like, okay, we're going to reveal the Pokemon that um, the first three gym leaders have, because that way you, you you start to learn a bit more about. Oh, I'm learning about the region. I'm learning about what recommended order they say we should take in the Pokemon. I'm learning more about the gyms, uh, and I'm therefore I'm learning about one of the three ways to complete the game. But that wasn't the that wasn't the case. It was just like. Here's a Pokemon. Here's another new Pokemon. Oh, he, here's a Pokemon that the gym leader uses. And there was no through line between you know, all those Pokemon. I can, I can understand why they did Cyclozar for the yes. VG game, because yeah. it's got a new move, and that mm. new move may end up being really, really important to the yes. meta. I understand that. Plus, I think they've thrown that one out there to get like the theorists and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, the fan base going, "Ooh, is it a is it a pre-evolved form? Is it this? Is it that?" And just getting the hype going a little bit. I think they knew exactly what they were doing with that one. Agreed. But like again, this new trailer is closest to what they've done previously to the Zoroark one. Mm. Now that made sense because Zoroark. Uh, sorry, just ate my mic for a second and knocked Ooh. everything over. Zoroark is a fan favorite Pokemon. Mm. It makes sense to do like this really in-depth trailer to get hype going around it. Grafii, it's cool, but it just seems like an odd Pokemon to put this much effort into. Does that yeah. make sense? No, it does, because like this doesn't look like... Well, this video wasn't made using in-game graphics, which you could no. go, okay, if you do it in-game, it won't cost as much, because you've already got the assets there, you've already got the technology there to move around the camera, so it wouldn't cost a huge amount. It, it mainly costs people's time more than anything. But this is like full cgi they've had to get somebody into to create this video that won't be in the main game won't be used again outside of this this piece of marketing material so i can't see i, I i'm glad for it and i like it and if this was the, the route they were going for all of them it would make sense 
But like I've already said, I don't think that's going to be the case. This is something that we're going to get one of, and I don't see us getting another kind of, you know, next week it's, you know, they reveal another new Pokemon in this kind of, you know, the photographer's out trying to catch photos of it. And I might be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, because then I'd be able to go, okay, this was the first in a series, and it makes sense because there's a common theme that's linking all these videos together. But I don't think we're going to get that, and it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, next week we get, oh, okay, here's, here's, you know, another mini trailer revealing another one of the gym leaders and two new Pokemon. It's like, well, why why wasn't that released after the previous one that featured gym lead, a, a gym leader and, and a Pokemon? It just, just feels really, really strange. And, like, I've got a note here. Like, I, I hate the leaks. I, I, I have avoided them, and thankfully I've had nothing spoilt for me. But I can't help but, like, Game Freak and Nintendo are aware that leaks are going on. Is that just free marketing for them at this point? Uh, questionable. Questionable. Simply because, like, and I've heard this argument before that, well, leaks are, in fact, they might encourage leaks because leaks are marketing, but... It doesn't allow them to control no. the speed of information yes. coming out. It doesn't allow yeah. them to control the hype period and keep no. that like building over time. Because uh, as far as like I I haven't avoided the leaks because I can't. No. Um. As far as a lot of the leakers concerned, they've got the full Pokedex. They know what everything is. Oh, really? They haven't got names for stuff. They've just no. kind of gone, oh, well, this is this, and this is what this looks like, and is roughly this kind of Pokemon. Mm, mm. Um, so, yeah, it, so, it, it would surprise me if... Leaks for, for me, like, I do know of uh, some companies, mainly in uh, movies, where they do leak things, and the reason mm -hmm. why is it's to gauge people's interest or thoughts on things. But the difference between movies and stuff is typically there are there's so i'm talking about the marvel movies here and there's loads of comics that kind of underpin it so it's they people people that then theorize can't go too far astray because they have something to lean on i well this is how it happened in the comics this is what we've seen so far or these are the leaks and therefore we can kind of figure it out based on these two elements the problem with pokemon is if you put something out there um as a as a leak to go, okay, let's just see what people think of this. The problem we've got is that there's no underpinning comics or manga or anything like that where people can go, okay, we can base this this leak on proven information from past games or whatever it might be. And the problem you've got with that then is people run away with it and suddenly mm -hmm. it's okay, this leak confirms that these Pokemon are going to be able to do this in the real world, and suddenly Nintendo are back to, well, Game Freak are back to the corner going, oh, no, there's there's no way that our game can do that, and therefore people will go in with certain expectations and be disappointed. So while I think leaks are done in other media and with other franchises, I, I you know, I was just putting the question out there. I don't think it is done for Pokemon because they, like you say, they, there will be so many theories that come out based around the leaks. And as a result of that, it just means that people get their hopes dashed. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think. But in terms of, it's, I just find it really strange because Pokemon, so typically the, the, like, We've got Pokemon Go, we've got Pokemon Masters, we've got all these other 
you know, games, we've got the plushies, we've got the anime and stuff like that. And it always felt strange to me that, like, the games kind of lead the way for all the other things, but they don't utilize them a bit more to introduce new Pokemon. So I'm talking about, like, Togepi in the original anime was released before Gen 2, right? And as a, mm-hmm. as a way to kind of drum up interest of who's this mysterious Pokemon? And yet, to my knowledge, we don't, we don't get that. The closest we probably got to that was um, Malton in Pokemon Go when that was released. And people were like, what Which is wasn't this? even for a new generation. It was no, just a Pokemon Go Pokemon. It was, yeah, it was something in between. Um, but I don't understand why, you know, just be, you know, Pokemon Go or Pokemon Masters just releasing, you know, a single Pokemon in the wild as a community day just to drum up that interest because there are people out there that probably play pokemon go for the nostalgia and catching the mons that they loved as a kid but don't really care about or have no attachment to the newer pokemon but if they suddenly go oh this is that new pokemon oh, okay that looks really quirky and cool actually oh you know what i'm gonna go and find out a bit more about you know the new generation and then from there they go down the rabbit hole and suddenly go you know actually i'm gonna buy this game which is what happened with me with sword and shield Okay, so I've just had to look this up to confirm it. Okay. Uh, Game Freak didn't design Meltan. It was designed oh. by Niantic. Oh, interesting. Now, right. Yeah. So my my initial thought was like, well, because the people who you know, it's 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 the Game Freak team who do the mm. designs. It's Ken Sugimori and his team. He has a small team around him who design all the Pokemon. Yes. Um. Now, why would they, theoretically, why would Game Freak use their staff to design Pokemon for a different game? Wouldn't really make sense. Mm. Uh, In theory, if they already had the designs prepped, so for instance, they had a load of leftover designs for Gen 2 uh, from the Gen 1 games. That's where like Togepi comes from, that's where Ho-Oh came from, and things like that. They were already designed, so it made sense to introduce them in the anime early. Um, you usually get later in the generate uh, later in the anime. You'll get a new Pokemon introduced. I think Blaziken came in at the end of Johto, uh, nice. right at the very end as part of the league. That makes sense. The, mm. the game's already designed. We've already finalized that. That can go out. Um, I think Munchlax is maybe one of the more interesting ones because it first I can write. I'm trying to work out now whether it was first revealed in Colosseum, not Colosseum. Yes, Colosseum? Yeah? Yes, Colosseum. Uh, I think it was released in Colosseum and then was in the Hoenn anime, even though it didn't come out in Sinnoh. Let's have a munch lurk. Oh, wow. I, I'm pretty sure I've got that correct. Debuted in Destiny Deoxys. So, so munch oh. first came out in a film. In a film. Okay. Um, which, of course, we, we see a lot of... Um, we mythical Pokemon in that yes. show up in films. Yeah, Pokemon XD. There you XD, go. that's the one. Oh, Gale of Darkness. Yes. Yeah. So, so the ah. follow up. So, so it was the follow up. So, Munchlax and Bonsly both were revealed in Pokemon XD. Mm. So that's another one where you know Game Freak designed a Pokemon but gave it to a different company to release it first. It makes sense why. Like for me as a company. I wouldn't like to give too much control over to 
another company because don't get wrong for, for most people they most people will just see oh it's a pokemon game and they won't think about the developer or anything like that but obviously they are two separate companies niantic and, and game freak are two very different companies with i'd imagine different staff different feelings and and thoughts around pokemon and you wouldn't want to give too much control to another company to basically design their own pokemon and i i have like i have a proper tinfoil theory around meltan um which i know is probably not true but in my head i remember seeing it when it first came out and it was it was just really weird that i like pretty much every pokemon you you were catching were turning into this like dodgy ditto Mm -hmm. and my my mindset is that they needed a way to differentiate Ditto from real Pokemon in the overworld in terms of hitboxes and stuff like that. And therefore, the, the Meltan was originally just like, okay, that's how developers backend know that, okay, that's not actually a the Pokemon. That's actually a Ditto. And Meltan was kind of just what was in, you know, when you spin the, the box and then it transitioned into, oh, it's actually a Ditto and it accidentally got, got released and then they had to backtrack and suddenly go, okay, let's introduce Meltan. Because it looks so suspiciously like, Ditto, and it, and it doesn't look like any other Pokemon. We, it just looks really weird, like having something that looks so much like a Pokemon that already exists with a color color swap and you know a nut just added to the top of it. It's really weird. But anyway, um, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go I'm gonna read this quote here. It's a okay, GameSpot interview with Janichi Misuda. Uh -huh. So it says, please tell us more about the new Pokemon Meltan. Was it always planned to debut first in Pokemon Go? And was it designed in collaboration with Niantic or internally at Game Freak? Uh, Masuda says, we definitely planned to debut it in Pokemon Go from the very beginning. We had talked about it in early stages and even Go's development that we want to debut a Pokemon. And we worked with Niantic to kind of figure out that functionality. I've been working on the development of Go since the beginning as well. So I've always had it in mind. But the design, that was done internally at Game Freak. Oh. oh. I oh. gave some specific setting uh, directions to one of our designers who was also a fan of the original games and played them as a kid. So he had a really good idea of what I was looking for based on this kind of very simple metal nut design. He definitely probably had the original Kanto Pokemon designs in his mind and tried to keep it as simple uh, as possible. Okay. You know, they were more kind of basic back then compared to some of the more modern designs. He worked on oh. that, and then once it was finished, we gave all the assets and everything to Niantic. We planned the event and had them execute on that, and it worked out. Game Freak confirms Meltan was not designed by Pokemon. Oh, was not designed by Pokemon Go developers. Right, okay. Right. I misread the title to that. So yes, Game Freak did design Meltan. <laughs> right. Okay, there we go. Fact checking on our actual part. You don't get that anywhere else. Do you right. Do you think the marketing makes that much difference to Pokemon? Is it just one of those things now that it's just a force of nature itself and actually, you know what, there will be people out there, and I'm sure there will, that don't even look at the trailers, don't watch the trailers, they're out with the parents and it's like, oh, there's a new Pokemon game out, mum, dad, I want that game. I think it obviously helps awareness, mm -hmm. and I think more so in today's day and age, um, where there are people on the internet who will break everything down, Yes, it's very important. And, you know, you were talking about the Marvel stuff before, and I think Game Freak are taking a very Marvel approach to this generation. You know, I talked before about Cyclazar and the fact that I think that is a very 
Marvel approach of let's show them one thing so they think this and then we can spin mm. it around on them yes. later. I think they are very aware of the world we live in now. And maybe that's why they're not releasing so much information because they're like, we don't need to. People, yeah. other yeah. content creators yeah. need to get information out. So they will just keep going off of the same information if we leave it long enough, which we have. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like the formula now is so ingrained. People know what Pokemon is, they know how the, the main games function, they know that. Uh, like I, I, I can guarantee you that there will be people out there that have never played Pokemon, but can tell you the difference between a main generation game and a spin-off game simply by the fact that, well, that one's got two versions, and they are the titles of those versions are some way linked, whether it's color, whether or not it's it's a letter or or something like that. Whereas compare that to other video games where when they especially a game that is the first of its series, they need to do a lot of marketing and a lot of pushing to because there's so much that you have to get people to understand, like, okay, what type of game is it? What type of genre is it? What platforms is it going to be on? Um, what's, what's the story like if it has something? Is it something that is... Um, you know, it has a battle mechanic. Is it shooter? Is it, you know, a, a RPG? Or whatever it might be. And, you know, how do those mechanics differentiate it from other games in the same genre? Whereas Pokemon doesn't really have that limitation. It's, it's a strength that it's got where, you know, like, I could not watch any of these trailers and just go into, okay, I'm just going to buy Gen 9. And you know what? I could write on a piece of paper and predict 80, 90% of what happens because the, the just, just the... The roadmap, I guess, of what a Pokemon game is is already there, and people know it, and they know what the, it's not like other other games where they have to be other other game developers where they have to be very clear about what the game you are buying is because you know they don't want people to be disappointed that oh I went into this game expecting this and instead I got something completely different which I'm not interested in I'm going to sell it on whereas Pokemon you just go okay I'm buying Pokemon. You know whether or not you're going to like it. You know what is going to be involved in that game. Typically, okay, you're going to you're going to travel a continent. You're going to catch Pokemon. You're going to battle people, and eventually, you're going to be the best trainer in in that region. Like people know what they're getting themselves into. So, go on. Uh, yeah, no. On that note, I think realistically, we've had all the information we need. Yeah. For yeah. like. Anybody who knows Pokemon, which is the vast majority of people, yes. to be like, yes or no on this game. You've got the starters, mm. you've got the gimmick, you yep. know it's open world, and you've seen the box art legendary, so you can decide which one you want. Yeah. What more do they what need? What more to do? do you need? Yeah. yeah. Like, to, really, to make your choice. Now, I had, I was having a discussion with someone, uh, it was either in my comment section or on Twitter. Who is like, oh, well, I should know more information on a game that if they want me to spend $60 on it, I should know about what I'm buying. And I'm like, do you, you're not asking for a trailer, you're asking for a review. Yeah. Those yeah. are two different things. Yes. Like, I will say up front, you should never pre order a game. Oh, no. Ever. No. Really? No. no, no. I'm going to because I make money off this, but <laughs> don't do it. No, no. I, I, and yeah. I, I, I would always highly recommend 
getting reviews of games before you buy them. Agreed. Watch reviews of films before you watch them. I mean, not always, because, you know, sometimes the blind experience is fun. And if you can get a blind experience and that's something you're up for, do that. But you've already decided then that you're going to buy it anyway if you want that blind experience. Like, you, if you want lots and lots of information, you wait until the game comes out. The trailers are not going to give you all of that. And I don't think they should. And I think realistically, Pokemon is a game about discovery. It's about having experiences. And the more you know, the less impact that will have on you. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I I completely agree. The trailers are always nice, but like it, it's one of the issues, I think. It, and you see this a lot in films nowadays where the trailers are basically, here's, here's the plot of the film in, in a quick 60 to two minute. Mm-hmm. you know trailer and I, I, the amount of films where i've seen the trailer and i've just gone and you've seen the film uh, the, yeah because you've seen the trailer yeah, there's no point in me watching what what was a recent one moonfall so i have no interest oh in seeing God. this so do you know do you know about this <laughs> no, film? watch moonfall it's one of the best films i've watched in years okay so it's so good so and by I, good i mean it's awful it's but, awful yeah. but it's good so i watched the first trailer and I saw that and I thought, you know what? Actually, that looks pretty good. I like the concept. The moon is falling to Earth. It's going to wipe out everything. What does humanity do? Makes sense. I was like, okay, I'm on board with this. And then I went to see a Marvel film. And there was trailers before the film. And Moonfall came out. I thought, oh, I've already seen this trailer, but that's fine. Let's watch it again. And it spoiled the big reveal. That you know what I'm on about if you've seen it. It spoiled the big reveal of, oh, this isn't the film you were actually getting in for. And I had that taken away because I was going to watch that film. I Maybe not the cinema, I was going to watch it. And I went from, I can't wait to watch that, to there is literally no point in me watching that film. It's a spoil, oh, the is. big twist. I, but for me, going trust into me, film, trust me. I, I know, I know okay. how you feel. Yeah. But. Uh, that was a set of advertising directors who were like, this film is garbage. garbage it is yes. such hot yes. garbage yes. that if people don't know it's hot garbage going in, they're not going they're to not gonna yes. enjoy it. I get that. So let's, let's, let's let them know what they're getting in for. Let's yeah. do our job yes. and make a good, like a clear advertisement of what people are getting. I get yes, that. it's a twist, but it's not like a late a late show twist. No. It does come up really early. Oh, does it? Right, okay. The moon is a mega structure. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, much. it's, it's amazing. Like, it's so, it's, oh. I'll have to, it's right, one okay. experience. Okay, I'll, I'll have to go back and watch that. But Pokemon is a bit like um, Star Wars in terms of trailers because when The uh, Force Awakens was coming out and Star Wars hadn't been a thing in movies for a long time, about 10, 20 odd years, and the tr- the first trailer didn't reveal anything. It was just a series of, you know, short clips from the film of, you know, everything that you expect. So, like, you expect a lightsaber to be lit up. You expect stormtroopers. You expect the Millennium Falcon and TIE fighters flying around. There was no reveal in terms of story, plot, who was in it. And, uh, like, that, for me, was more exciting because I was like, okay, I know, I know that I'm going to get an experience from this and therefore i'm going to watch i don't need to know what the plot is about because i'm going to go and see it in the cinema and i'll learn the plot as it goes along and pokemon kind of feels like the same to me where you know the the trailers should sell that experience more than 
Like, okay, this is your character. Okay, these are the three ways you can play. Play, play in this way, that way, or that way. We're going to lay it all out. Oh, these are the eight gym leaders. These are some of the Pokemon they use. And here's the, the four members of the Elite Four if you decide to go down that route. Oh, yeah, by the way, here's the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, and you just go, well, I was going to buy it anyway. And now you've just kind of taken away some of the adventure and discovery that I'm going to have playing this game. Yeah, I agree. And you're talking about The Force Awakens. Let's not forget that when The Force Awakens came out, the trailers, even the posters, all suggested that Finn was Finn going was, to be the main yeah, character. Yeah. And Finn was going to be the Jedi. And yes. it wasn't. It, it was, was a bait and switch for yeah, Rey. Rey. Yeah, Rey was hardly in a lot of the... It, like the early marketing material, you're absolutely right. Like Rey, You kind of saw bits and pieces of Rey, but I think it was Finn that like ignited the lightsaber in the trailer. Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, and he's even got it on the poster as well. Yeah, he has. Yes. And Ray's just got her uh, quarter staff or whatever it is. Um, so, so yeah, Pokemon for me, like just trailers moving forwards, like sell people on the experience. And I guess for me, some of the new gimmicks, I think is, is what, like if, if Pokemon are more alive, like that for me is mm -hmm. what they need to be selling. Like the, the gimmicks that people have been asking for. Again, maybe I would like to know what the other paths are going to be. I think information-wise, yes. that's something I'd like to see. Because then when you go into the game, you can go, okay, I know that these are the three ways, but I don't know the journey that I'm going to go on with these methods. I don't know the people I'm going to meet. I don't know how difficult they're going to be. I don't know how that impacts the story. What you don't want is them to go, these are the three ways that you can do it. Oh, if you take the cycling rope, these will be the bad guys and you will have to beat them in a series of... Like, you know, you don't want any of that. You just want, okay, give me the bare bones so I can make the decisions that, that I want. It's a bit like the starters. Like, the, mm -hmm. the three paths are like the starters. You know what the first evolution is. You don't know what the next two evolutions are. You don't know the abilities. You don't know the moveset. You don't know what their final forms are going to be. But you have enough information to go... I'm going to go that way. And they need to do that with the with the three routes. Just give us the bare bones kind of, you know, headline information about that route, those routes, and then you can just decide in-game, that's the one I'm going to go for. And then you yeah. discover it as you go along. Now, there are some things I'd like clarification on that we have had the bare roots of, yeah. like the multiplayer. Yes. I still don't know exactly they, how this multiplayer is going to no. work. That's something I really want. They clarified. need a multiplayer trailer. I think that's something that needs really because that like I'm gonna get this game regardless, but like the multiplayer is not something that I want to discover in game because I want to be able to know in advance and go, you know what? Like I sometimes stream with British on Twitch. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be able to go, British, can I can we book like a couple of days where we play this together? And the last thing I want to do is, okay, yeah, let's get on stream, let's play it. Oh, I can't connect with you until the third gym. Okay, right. Oh, you mean we have to stick together to do anything? Like, I don't want that. I want to be able to go, okay, I know how the multiplayer works, what the limitations are, what the opportunities are, and then from that, we can plan around it. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is that simple because yeah. I'm much the same way, you know? The other Kingdom Boys and myself have said, mm. like, oh, it would be really cool to play this four-player is we'll all stream it as soon as the game comes out. It'll be great. Yeah. But if we all have to suddenly stick together, yeah, it's not going to be as interesting. Yeah, it's... Uh, I... The pessimistic in me goes, 
they're not releasing that information because they know it doesn't do everything that people want. I've got mm-hmm. this horrible feeling. What you're getting is let's go coupled with that's how you trade and battle. You you got foot. You get four people. You can all stick together, and then if you talk to one another, you can initiate battles or trading. Like that is the pessimistic in me. The optimist in me is going. They're still working this out because the crunch crunch development time is a thing they'll be working on this for as long as they they can to tweak it to change it to implement whatever they might be implementing um so the optimistic in me is thinking okay they are saving this because we are still a way out to the release and you don't want to blow your big reveal too early on do you because then it kind of loses momentum you can't like if they're going to release all the big information you do it in the weeks leading up to it because at that point people are going okay yeah there are people that pre-order and they'll be going i'm going to pre-order this i'm going to get this on digital download so i can play it on release um people going okay right i need to plan out to make sure i've got enough cash saved up so i can go out and and buy it on on release date and figure out where i'm going to go to buy it so and that that was an issue with me legends arceus i had no intention of buying legends arceus like literally it was the day of or a couple of days after release where my daughter was really into and i was looked up a little bit online i was like actually you know what because i kind of went to legends arceus quite fresh and i was looking at it going actually this looks quite fun and then i was you know going to about five different shops to try and buy it and, and and get it. it was an absolute nightmare to get um but like release all that information a few weeks beforehand so that people like me will go okay right this looks really good oh, i've only got a week week and a half left okay have i got enough cash in the bank account yeah okay right on that day i'm gonna go up to you know local game or you know supermarket whatever it might be and, and pick it up Maybe that's what we're getting. Wouldn't it be nice to just a couple of weeks before be able to gather all the money together for it? It would be, would be God, nice. God, showing your privilege a bit there. <laughs> no, if it makes you feel any better, Legends Arceus, uh, my daughter just was like, I'll go halves on, on it with you because she'd not long uh, oh, had a birthday oh, and Christmas. So I was like, yeah, go on. <laughs> and it made sense because like <laughs> we we both played it about well, It's the her game now, right? It, it is. Pre- well, yeah, she she... She jumps between that and some other ones, whereas I haven't played it in a while, but I do want to go back to it. But like, I know that when Gen 9 comes out, because of when it comes out, she's not going to be able to pay half because like, mm-hmm. it's she's she's a nine-year-old kid. She doesn't earn an income. Um, but I'll be going, oh, I'm going to bite anyway, aren't I? So, Stick you know. her up a chimney yeah. and sort it out. There we go. That's that's what Wouldn't that be a journey for her? Oh, speaking of which... Speaking of! <laughs> it's that time again where we continue watching Pokemon Journeys and discuss um, the the episodes. Um, so the first one is the one that you wanted to discuss last week when I was a naughty boy and I only watched two, but I've watched it this time. Um, I'm just going to straight get, just jump straight into it. Ash versus Bay, or B as it's pronounced. B. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went into this one... Like I've said in previous episodes, I don't know if Ash is going to win. There's this part of me going, oh, yeah, well, who is going to stop? Who is going to stop Ash's momentum? Is anyone going to stop him? But if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be somebody that we've not met before, surely. So when we were at the so at the start, going back a little bit, we're at Saffron City's fighting dojo. And I'm thinking, well, who's he going to fight here? I'm, I'm, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a battle, but I'm not sure who. So then, obviously, they introduced B. I was like, oh, fuck. 
Okay, this is this is interesting. And then they show their their current rankings, 890 to 751. So I was like, okay, right. My nerves start setting in at this point because I am thinking this could actually be the time that Ash loses. And I think the part for me that cemented it when Ash seemed really confident, a lot mm -hmm. more than normal in this. And I thought he's going to be knocked down a peg. And he is. Um, the, the, the fight is brutal. Like, re like... The I don't whole, think he gets a hit in. I don't think he does. The whole Lucha just absolutely wrecks far-fetched. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because normally, when, when you have these Pokemon battles, and I think I've mentioned this before, where, you know, if, if Ash is going to win, there needs to be the point in the battle where it looks like he's going to lose first. Because if he just goes mm -hmm. in and he hammers home the win... It's a little bit disappointing, both in, st in terms of character development and growth, but also from us as a watcher, because every time then it's like, oh, he's just going to win, he's going to win. Whereas this one, it doesn't, like sometimes I've seen it in, in films and stuff where it looks like the good guy's going to win, but then they lose because then it's not as, as crushing of a blow because they were able for a time to go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. But there isn't really that in this battle. Like, Ash is on no, the... No, he gets ruined. He gets absolutely ruined. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he, he picked the best Pokemon for this fight, but it's different than the games in terms of, you know, you can win with a Pokemon that has a type weakness. Because um, I'm there thinking, right, okay, surely you pick Gengar and you pick Dragonite or Pikachu, mm -hmm. maybe. But he he goes for Farfetch, so it isn't even a Surfetch. Now, I get... I think I get why they're doing that because eventually Farfetch'd is going to be Surfetch'd and maybe that's setting up for Surfetch versus Surfetch'd in some kind of future rematch. Maybe, surely there's going to be a rematch. Um, and then he brings Riolu, which isn't a Lucario yet. And, like, th th I haven't got a load of notes on the whole Lutra fight simply because it, it uses home claws and then it just gets in close and just wrecks shop. Whereas the Riolu one goes on for a lot longer and like it's cruel it is absolutely cruel and what i love about the anime is it allows them to show pokemon do things that they can't in the game so for example grapplelox with all its arms makes sense why it's a fighting type because it would give it a real advantage and we get to see this in this episode where you know it is able to basically grapple like the the, the name makes sense in this because it just brings riolu close despite using double team and then once it's tied in and it's got two arms around Riolu, it's still got multiple arms to which to attack, which is exactly what it does. Yeah. And it is that close, that close range like liquidation. Mm. Like you feel that. You see the fear on Riolu's face of, oh God. Yes. <laughs> I it, it, it's it's almost like that um that meme where he's like, he's already dead. Just stop. And like, I was watching this going. <laughs> Is this still a kid's show? Like, it was getting absolutely pummeled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will say, like, the, I think the choice uh, of the Pokemon wasn't correct, but I will say it was a fighting dojo, yeah, and Ash yeah. used his fighting-type Pokemon. That makes sense. That which makes maybe sense. is what he took them there to train up. Good point. Yes, didn't think about that. That does make sense. So um, I, I understand the choice. I don't agree with the choice, but... Yeah, the first big loss, and it hits him hard. It so it really so he, it really does. So just, like, there's a knock-on effect. But just before the knock-on effect of this this loss is that 
Ash is upset and it's not surprising, but what I love is the fact that Ash, still being Ash, despite losing, he praises his mons, which mm-hmm. I, I love. Um, I, I love the fact that, you know, he's he's there for his mons. And while the victory, while the loss hurts, he his heart's still in the right place of, okay, you know what? Need to praise my mons. They did a great job, did their best. And you know what? It's it's a way, you know, it's 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 a way that he can develop now. Um, both in terms of, you know, maybe not being so cocky because he's been on such a win streak, but also, you know, development of his Pokemon as well and thinking, okay, you can't go against Leon with, you know, non-fully evolved Mons. He's he's got two Mons in, in Farfetch'd and Riolu that need to evolve. Don't I know he will never evolve Pikachu, but like he, he needs to develop these mons to to come up with some kind of strategy so he can go toe to toe with Leon. And there's there's a lot between now. There's a lot between him and Leon in terms of we've seen one of the ten gym leaders from the Sword yeah. and Shield era. Surely we're gonna see more. And you know it, it's I'm glad they went straight for B rather than you know he takes on. Nessa and Kabu, the ones that are really it, and he just wrecks them because it, I always feel sorry for the first couple of gym leaders in Pokemon games because they always come across as weak when actually, well, they're not. They're just you're just on the start of your journey. So you know, my hair cannon is they just take it easy on you because you know you've only got one badge or zero badges or whatever it might be. But so I will say with B as well, one of the, one of the things that fascinated me about this episode was the fact that you know when somebody usually beats Ash, they're like, you fought well. She, Good on you. She, she just leaves. She's like, I beat you. <laughs> yeah. Bye. I'm off. See you. You're pathetic. Like, all right. But thank you for letting me use your dojo, Karate Master. Yes. I'm out. I see you. But like that, like that kind of fits with her personality. She looks like the no nonsense kind of person who is, you know, no mercy. Like mm-hmm. you know, Cobra Kai style, just go in there for the kill and uh, I'm out. See ya. I got what I came here for. So, yeah, it was a. I just remember watching this episode and thinking, oh, that was. I felt not down. I didn't feel down, but I was like, oh, okay, right. This doesn't feel like. Up until now, it's felt very much like a typical kids' show. Whereas now, uh-huh. after this loss, it feels a lot more like an anime where. Okay, he's got to, you know, he's he's been knocked down a peg. Where's he go, and how does he, how does he improve? And part of me kind of wants to skip the next episode to go on to the third one of this week because it kind of follows the story on. Yes, and Let, if you're up yes. for it, can we like circle back? to Yeah, the next no, episode? that that does make sense because like when when I when we were talking about knocking down a peg and you know losing momentum, like the. I was thinking, okay, let's talk about the next episode. But like you say, it's not actually the next episode. It's episode 36, Making Battles in the Sand. And do you want to just like talk about why you wanted to move on to this episode rather than the previous one? Because this episode is... We see initially Ash taking on a bunch of different people. Yeah. Um, but all of them seem to be bringing up now. I was going to say, I was watching this and I was like, this isn't PTSD. Don't say it's PTSD on the podcast because it's not, it's not the same thing. It's clearly trauma. He's clearly having trauma flashbacks. He's overthinking as well. Uh huh. But he fights an octillery. Yeah. He fights a tentacruel. Yeah. And there's another one, isn't there? 
I think so, but I can't remember off the top of There's my head. There's another octopus Pokemon. But anyway, he's fighting all of these Pokemon with Riolu. He's remembering back to Graplocked, mm. and he's convinced in his head that the reason they failed against Graplocked was because they got in close. And it's too dangerous to fight close. Mm. Fighting close is only going to get his Pokemon injured. It's only going to result in a loss. So he's effectively telling Riolu to constantly back off, constantly use Vacuum Wave, um, and that's not how Riolu fights. No. That's that's not how they've been training to fight. That's not how they're comfortable in fighting with each other. Um, and they're quite clearly out of sync. Yeah. Because Ash is, uh, up till this point, we've always said, you know, Ash is very in tune with his Pokemon's emotions. They can, like, communicate together, and they're very much on the same level. Ash is so much in his own head at this point in time that he just is no, he's lost that sync. He's lost that connection with his Pokemon and it's showing uh, him and Riolu aren't communicating correctly. Riolu's getting battered by all these Pokemon who realistically he probably shouldn't be uh, to the point where Ash drops out of the great class. He does. So he ends up at rank um, 1,000 and something. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just having some water. Um, no. So yeah, he, he loses three in a three in a row. And Ash really starts to doubt his journey to beating Leon, but yeah, he thinks he was foolish for ever thinking that was even a possibility. Yeah. But think so at the time I was thinking when I was watching this back I was thinking, oh, "Okay, right. I understand why he loses the loses the next lot because he needs to he needs to learn and develop. But actually, from a story point of view, it makes sense because what you couldn't do is have him lose to a really good trainer. And then just then go back to a winning spree because it, it uh-huh. kind of devalued the battle against B and just be like, well, the loss was just a fluke. Um, and, you know, if he fights them again, he, he levels up his mons a little bit, he'll win. So we needed, I think we needed to see him really doubt himself, lose to some, you know, random NPCs, basically. Just because then he actually means that when he does go into further battles, suddenly... Even if it's not a gym leader from Gen 8, it could be a random uh, NPC that has really good mons. You could go, you could actually lose here as well, rather than mm-hmm. you don't want to get into the mindset or the the trap. And I'm sure the developers, the, the, the writers were thinking of this at the time where, okay, he always wins, except for when he comes across a gym leader from the 8th Gen and there's a chance he could lose. Whereas this kind of cements, actually, you know what? He can lose to anybody but it's about how he gets back on that winning streak um Mm. and eventually we get to that but before we do we um we obviously have a bit of a story going on yeah a little bit of a side quest in hoenn there is a large sandstorm kicking up that is giving off some kind of resonance that is making people walk into yeah that was really weird that was thinking back it's creepy it's a creepy storyline i don't quite was that ever addressed why it's like attracting people in? Did I miss that? No, I don't think it is. Like we find out that it's obviously um not Vibrava, the but other Flygon. one. Flygon. It's yeah. Flygon's wings that yes. is creating this resonance. And like it's kicking up a sandstorm so that the trap inch and Vibrava can have somewhere to live. <laughs> you say but no, it's, it's never <laughs> it's never said why it's attracting people in. It's also never said why Ash and Go aren't affected. No, it's not actually. So when you said like with Flygon and and um, sorry, with Trapinch, 
It wants to eat them, right? There's literally a scene where there's a trap inch just like gnawing at the bottom of a sandpit like a sarlacc. Just like uh-huh. wanting to eat the people. <laughs> like just read between the lines there. But um, yeah, it's never it's never explained why they aren't affected. And they just happen to have go goggles on them, which is a which great, is great. great callback. Love that. Um, and there's a neat little part where the Sobble becomes invisible as it does and the team freaks out because the goggles are just like floating in midair. So I absolutely love that. And um, the team work together to try and, you know, figure this out and, you know, stop them. And um, the Go try go try some interesting techniques with his Pokeball here to try and catch the, the Mons, which includes the Rabbit kicking the balls to kind of make it curl. Which is quite uh-huh. unique how that works. I like that. I like that it isn't just Go. Because we've seen Go just throwing Pokeballs left, right, and center. And slowly, he's developing these new ways to try and trick Pokemon to catch them. And I, I quite like that. I like the fact that his Pokemon are involved. I like the yes. fact that Rabu is involved in the catching. If it's not in battling, it's you can redirect the balls that I miss. I like, like that. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I I absolutely love that. Rather than and like m- my thoughts around that is he's he's developed this because of the far fetch that just kept hitting the Pokeball uh-huh. back. Uh, it's not explicitly stated, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that's surely that's why because he's he's failed to catch a few mons now, and because he's the kind of trainer that typically prefers to catch rather than battle, he's had to think of creative ways to to catch these mons. So it'd be interesting to see what else. He comes up with uh, later on in the series, and but of course in this episode he actually does battle. He oh, does. Yes, he can't he catch does. the Flygon. No, he can't, he can't catch the Flygon outright. So he has to battle. Yes, and he asks Ash for help initially, mm. and Ash uses Pikachu against the Flygon. So I've got a and- note. I've got a note there. Pikachu uses Thunderbolt, which is ineffective as part ground type. And I've just put, oh, so now the anime starts following the game rules. <laughs> just when it's convenient. Do you know what? There was there was an element I watched this and I was like, oh, you've slipped back into like Rookie mistake. Gen 5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've, yeah. you've fallen back into that. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Mm. And again, I get it. You're just, he's psyched. He's psyched himself yes. out. He's not yeah, thinking yeah. clearly. Yeah. He's not, he's not got his head on straight. And obviously go corrects him. He's like, that's not going to work. And he uses Riolu and Riolu once again, vacuum wave, just vacuum wave, stay back and vacuum wave. Yeah. And this is where go gets some of the best character development I've seen where he takes on this flygon with Rabu and Flygon's going around, using Dragon Rush. They're dodging, they're weaving. It's mm. all looking great. Awesome animation. Loved every minute of this. Yeah. And then Flygon uses Draco Meteor. <laughs> yes, I love this part. Go and goes like, okay, dodge, dodge, dodge. Right, I have an idea. Jump up on the Draco Meteors. Yeah. <laughs> find one that works for you and use Ember with Brilliant. it. And kicks a flaming meteor at Flygon. And it's, oh, it's so beautiful. Yes. It's such a brilliant idea. The fact that they pulled it off is insane. What a cool moment. And every part of me was going like, that's it. Yeah. Go has finally learned how to battle and has learned to battle well. And he says it and he says it outright. You know, Ash goes to him. Wow, that was really amazing. You did such a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
I learned it from you. Yeah. The idea of thinking outside the box, coming up with weird strategies, I got it all from you. Yeah. When you're at your when you're when you've got your head on straight, when you're thinking clearly, you are incredible. And you can do amazing things. Yeah. Don't lose that. Mm, mm. I oh is I was I was actually in so tears. Nice. Oh, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, no, I was a little bit. It's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that, one of my notes is, you know, it's a lesson for Ash from Go to be himself, and Ash says it's uh-huh. time to start from square one to challenge, challenge Leon, and just like go back to how he how he battles, which is, you know, the reason why he's won so much is because unlike other trainers, he does think outside the box. He uses whatever he's got to his, you know, in, in the surrounding area to his advantage. And he utilizes attacks in, you know, different different ways. And we did see that in the in the battle with B, where, you know, the first time that Grappalox has got Riolu, he, he uses an attack to kind of break the ground and get a bit of distance. Obviously, it do- doesn't work the second time around. Um, but hopefully now after ash's you know losing streak and he's learned to you know learned a little bit in terms of you know not to overanalyze himself and and doubt himself and to you know what he the way he battles it it works not all the time but it works and therefore you know moving forward that's how he that's what he needs to be he just needs to be himself and you know the wins will probably start coming again soon yeah very soon, I can imagine. I can, yes, I can imagine. So we don't go forward an episode to see if that's the case. We go back an episode uh, to episode 35. Gotta catch a what? Gotta catch a what? Oh, I remember this episode. It's the Pikachu episode. It's the Pikachu episode. Yes, there's an outbreak of Pikachu. Which, again, outbreaks. Good fun. Yeah. Good to see outbreaks coming oh, in. Definitely. Love it. And... Um, go go wants to go wants his own pikachu which i can i can understand why he tries to be uh, he tries to be sneaky and then does he quietly say go when testing the pokeball i can't remember i can't remember if he shouts how do you mean oh right so yeah so he he chucks a bunch of pokeballs at random pikachus and they're either dodging it or knocking it away and then this female Pikachu comes up and is like feeding them berries because she's that's just a it. carer. Yes. That's that's her whole thing. Um and Ash turns around to him and is like, Oh, you know you could probably catch it while it's distracted. And he that's does, he, he 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 underarms it. He's like, Go. Go. <laughs> that's it. I remember that now. And like he catches it. And just look how happy the the wild Pikachu is that it's caught its partner. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like you'd be like, hold on, what you do? That's my wife. What you doing? You can't kidnap it. Um, Wait, who? Who are you thinking? There's two Pikachu's just chilling. One on of them the- is Ashes. Is it? Yeah, one of them's Ashes. Oh, I missed that. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. That, so okay, that's yes, not as bad then. there is there is a wild female Pikachu yes. that comes up to Ash's Pikachu oh, and gives it a okay. berry. Okay. I thought that was a wild male one, which was I was, no. I was like, hold on, hold on, you're breaking up this couple. But okay, that, that's fine. Then go. It's fine. We'll just pretend it was an orphan Pikachu that had no family and it doesn't want to live with the rest of its kind. Anyway, it had um, a bunch of friends. It had a bunch it had of lots friends. and lots of friends. Had who have all shown up to. Dig up Thunderstones. Yeah, using Iron Tail. I love that little bit of lore. Yep. I, 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 I like... 
Go on. I like the reason that that's re- why they would be able to learn Iron Tail. It does, yeah, to kind of di- dig him out so they can um, so they can evolve. And what? So I I knew I saw the a clip about oh, has Pikachu finally evolved? This was like ages ago, back before we even thought about doing this podcast. So I kind of knew where that was going, but I must admit it still filled me with a little bit of anxiety having this Pikachu chase it around with the Thunderstone oh. and just like, uh, th- no, that P- Ash's Pikachu doesn't want to evolve. Like, just just leave it alone. And they run behind the rock. And of course, you see a, a you know, the there's telltale signs that an evolution is happening. And of course, it's a fake out. I'm glad it's a fake out. But at the same time, the anxiety was just like, ugh. I was watching it as well. And it's a male Raichu that jumps out. Obviously, it's the female Pikachu mm. chasing Ash's Pikachu, who oh, we all know is yeah. a male. And it's a male Raichu that jumps up. And I'm like, uh, Wait, excuse what? me? Wait, was a female running around first? Is it a female chasing? The- so it's Ash- it goes female Pikachu that's chasing uh, yes. Ash's one around. But it comes out as a male. Oh, yeah, the Raichu jumps up. It's a male. And then we find, okay. like, they look up on the mountainside uh, and yeah. they're still chasing each other. Yes, that's it. That's it. Right. It okay. just happened to be another, another random Pikachu, Pikachu around the side. Evolved. Right. So that's the Pikachu element of this story. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. And then, of course, Team Rocket shows up, as, as they always do, because what, what more could they want than one Pikachu? Lots of Pikachu. Lots of Pikachus, exactly. Um, so, so... Team Rocket are a bit ruthless in this, aren't they? Just like sucking up Pokemon left and right, no messing around. Is this their first like weird we- gadget gizmo of this series? I think it is. You know, I because they they used to do this all the time. They'd have some yeah. crazy gadget. Yes, to catch and Pokemon. They've not yeah. really done anything like this no. in this series. The only the only gadget I think we've seen so far is the the you know Pachino. Pachinko uh-huh. machine to, to get Pokemon. And that's about because that is new to this generation. It wasn't in the previous one, was it? No, 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 no. no that's brand new. So that so that they are the only things that they've they've had. I can't think if they've had anything else. If 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 they have, nothing stands out. And um I just I love the I love this machine because it just gives loads of Pokemon their chance to shine. Like Mancino and, and Boneri. Like mm-hmm. it's just giving them the the you know the chance to come out and and battle and it's great because they turn around and be like oh really we got dud prizes this time and then they just slap them. yeah it's like, oh no wait they're hard here it's we yes. love them and tickle is so effective as well <laughs> very like, effective it's just it's just absolutely brilliant i've actually got a screenshot of one of the the battles where the mancino is like hugging um raboot and it's just got a huge grin on its face and and raboot's like Tears coming out of its eyes and its mouth's like, oh, what is happening here? This isn't this isn't normal. This isn't a battle. And yeah, I, I just love it. And um what what I do love is the fact that they catch all these Pikachus, but the dilemma is they don't know which one Ash's Pikachu is, and they're cycling through all these different Pikachus, trying to figure out which one's the, the Ashy's Pikachu. And you know, you've got one that's chubby, you've got one that's a little bit vacant. Absolutely love it. It's good fun. We, we do like Team Rocket and the fact that they are allowed to be just the, the comic relief. Yes. Because I remember in one of the previous series, like, I think it might have been Gen 5. Can't remember off the top of my head. 
but they had like black uniforms and oh, they were really? supposed to be more of a threat than they'd ever been before. Yeah. And they've kind of doubled back on that now. And they're just like, nah, they they are straight up comic relief and always will be. Exactly. Comic, um, comic e- relief. Even though they are maybe more competent in this series than they've ever been before. They, yes, they definitely come across as competent and it almost feels like some of their losses are more luck rather than stupidity or overconfidence. It, it does mm-hmm. feel like there's been a few times where, oh, if they'd have just done this ever so slightly different, they they would have gotten a, gotten away with it, which I enjoy because it does make them feel a bit more of a threat, despite the fact that they have not been threatening for, you know, 20 odd years now. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the, only, the only last like comments I've got on this is, all the Pikachu walking in a line was creepy as anything. It was, but again, I remember... <laughs> have you seen the Pikachu parades before? I have. I've seen clips of them, yeah. It, <laughs> yes. That was what it kind of reminded me of, <laughs> yeah. and that's what I thought they were like referencing. The ah, Pika, yes. Pika, Pika. And it, you're right, it was... It was freaky, but I think it was supposed to be as well. Yes, and then they all was, jump yeah. on top of each other's heads oh, it was like great. a giant totem. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's got to be tough on the neck of <laughs> yeah, that the Pikachu at the bottom. That can't be nice, can it? But three, overall, I think three great episodes, to be honest with you. It's, yeah, I, I loved all of them. And I'm, I, I kind of feel like we, we've had, obviously, the first episode we discussed today was, was Ash versus B. Then we've had two episodes, one episode which has been not filler but it's not been it's not related to that first episode then we've had another episode which is related about ash you know um a bit of development for ash it almost makes me feel that maybe the next episode we're going to get a fighting episode which i always love Mm. see i'm weirdly kind of glad that we missed the b episode last week because it tied so nicely in this week we got the resolution we got the start and the resolution to a full arc there which yes. I really liked. And I kind of, I didn't look ahead at the episodes, but I looked at how many episodes we've got left on We've Netflix. got three episodes we, yes, yeah. per week yes. kind of thing. So it it, it works out really nicely. Yeah, it's almost like I planned it. I didn't, but almost like I did. Um, so, uh, Connor, are you up for playing a game? Yeah, it's my turn again. What do you mean it's your turn? Me to ask you. Yeah, that's yeah, okay, that, that's all play. right then. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were like you bringing out just three random Pokedex entries for me. It's like, no, I'm going to do this this time. Um, but in front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But Connor, can you spot the fake entry? Hopefully. So the first Pokemon <laughs> is Delibird. Now there is a running theme between these three Pokemon. Is it Christmas? No. Oh. So, uh, Pokedex entry number one. It nests at the edge of sharp cliffs. It spends all day carrying food to its awaiting chicks. Second Pokedex entry. Delibird carries its food bundled up in its tail. There once was a famous explorer who managed to reach the peak of Mount Everest thanks to one of these Pokemon sharing its food. And the third and final entry. Its hollow tail can store more than 100 berries. The Delibird that can hold the most is chosen as the leader of its flock. So that first one seemed very odd. Like it just seemed off. Yeah. For some reason. But I also am not sold on the third one. Hmm. I'm going to go with the first one and okay. knowing that you're going to tell me it's the third one. Exactly. It's the third one. it's the third one one. i I was hoping to throw in the matt everest thing to trick you up but as we've kind of realized 
there are in the especially in the earlier gens there are real world references to well the real world i think um, i've read that one as well i'm pretty so sure I was, I, was, I was fairly comfortable with that one and i'm pretty sure the mount everest pokedex entry it's not even in gen one or gen two i think it's like gen three or four mm-hmm. which i thought they'd moved away from real world examples by then but apparently not um so the next pokemon is smeagle the first pokedex entry once it becomes an adult, it has a tendency to let its comrades plant footprints on its back. Second Pokedex entry. No two Smeagol paintings are identical. There are fanatics who will pay big money for owning an original piece of work from this Pokemon. And the third and final entry. Smeagol marks the boundary of its territory using a body fluid that leaks out from the tip of its tail. Over 5,000 different marks left by this Pokemon have been found. That sounds gross. Yeah, it does a little bit, doesn't it, when you think Bodily about it? Bodily fluid. What is the fluid? I, I never thought it was fluid. Um, it is, yeah. Does it, does it have footprints on its back? I don't know. I was very confused about it having footprints on its back. Mm. You don't really see the back of Smeagol no, very don't. much. No, you don't. Unless you use it, obviously. Yeah. Um, it seems like an odd thing for you to write, and uh, this is it. This is one of those where I'm more analyzing you than I am. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't. I don't like. I don't like it being bodily fluid. Please <laughs> let it. Please let it be number three. <laughs> no, it's number two. Uh. So yes, it's the body- footprint one. No, no. Number two was about uh. No two Smeagol paintings are identical. There are fanatics who will pay big money for owning an original piece of. Oh, okay. That was one of the ones I was more comfortable yeah. with. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. The it, because the other two sound so fake, like footprints on its back. Yeah, real Pokedex entry and body fluid. App, um, which I don't really want to think about. Oh, to, it to does have a little like paw print. Oh, thing does on it? Back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So the th- there you go, then. the third and final one is Furrits. Can you can you do you know the uh, the linking theme here? Furret, Delibird, Smeargle. They're all Gen two Pokemon. Um, Sacks? No, I'm no no idea. Okay, uh, it's about the tails. So okay, Pokedex entry number one. The age of a Furret can be calculated by the length of its tail. The more rings one has, the older it is. Second Pokedex entry, there is no telling where the tail begins. Despite its short legs, it is quick at hunting Rattata. And the third and final entry, the mother puts its offspring to sleep by curling up around them. It corners foes with speed. Oh, I know. So cute. I really like that third one, but I don't think it's right. Okay. So you think that's the fake one? Sure. Uh, incorrect, I'm afraid. The it was the first one, so the age of a ferret can be calculated by the length of its tail. The more rings one has, the older it is. I, I was quite proud of myself for that one. I thought, oh, that's quite creative, actually. Quite that's like that really one. good. I, I did like that. Yeah? I, I listened to that when I was like, that sounds like something I might come up with, but at the same time, I want it to be true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, oh, I, I really enjoyed pulling these ones together. Like The fact that I had three Pokemon that I could be so creative with, I re- really enjoyed it. Um, I think you got zero. Does that mean that like we go back to you testing me next week? Is that is that the way we do it? Yeah, let's I'm do happy that. for that to be the way we do it. Okay, that's absolutely fine. Brilliant. Um, so let's move on to uh comments and questions. I'm not calling it letters and comments anymore because we don't get like physical letters. Um, so this week we have uh, a question from Taylor. I believe submitted a question last time, but I quite like this one. 
Um, what's the reasoning behind your choice of channel mascots? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I mean, because he is the goodest of boys. He's the best of boys, isn't he? Arcanine is the goodest of boys. Um, is there much more to it than that, other than the fact it is my favorite Pokemon? Not really. No? I, I, re I really wish there was, but it's just... It, it was always a case of if there was a Pokemon in real life, that would be the one I'd want. And yep. that would be, that's my absolute favorite Pokemon of all time. And I love it dearly. So yeah, as mascots go, it had to be. Yeah, makes sense. Mine's got a bit more of a story. When I first started this channel, I didn't have a mascot. And then I had a Mudkip as a mascot because I love the Mudkip line. And then um, the, the, the Chikorita line, nicknamed Sixies in my community, came about because I was doing a Fire Red Nuzlocke series. And I, I went into Mount Moon. I was like, right, I've got five Pokemon. Time to catch the sixth. Oh, it was a bay, it was a bay leaf. Oh, I'll just call it Sixies. And then it just always seems to pop up in, in series. And the, the highlight for that line was I did a heart gold randomized Nuzlocke, went into the Elite Four, a uh, team of six Pokemon, including, I think, three legendaries. Uh, I had a Darkrai, I had an Entei, can't remember the third one. I had a Meganium, and I had two others. And the only one that came out of that Elite Four run was the Meganium. It was tanking attacks left and right it was so going from johto to the kanto region in that game it was the only surviving member and since then it's just kind of solidified itself in series and my community and that's why it's my my mascot and obviously it's got the crown on his head because he's just an absolute king um so yeah so i'm quite i i like the fact that i've got a story behind my mascot i do See, I like that. Whereas uh, all on the alternative, like I don't think I've ever had an Arcanine in a Nuzlocke. No, no, no. It's 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 always eluded me. Oh, that that's unfortunate. It, well, he is hoping when you do eventually get one, would would you have a name for it? Um, Big Graru. What? So, I have always called uh, Growlis Graru because okay. that's the noise they make. They go Graru. Oh, okay, Grau, right. Grau, yeah, Grau. I get that. So we so I've always referred to them as Growroos, and then obviously when they become an Arcanine, it's Big Growroo. Oh, that's so cute! Oh, I want you to get one now. I really do. Um, okay, uh, that's all the uh, comments and questions for this week. And if you've got one, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube or by emailing goldenrobpod at gmail .com. So Connor, what have you got coming up? So hopefully coming up very shortly will be my world's vlog video. We're finally <gasps> getting towards the end of that. It's been a long time coming. I'm yes. not sure if people are still interested in watching oh, I am. much of it. I but am. Oh, looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's coming. And um, hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. That's, that's what's coming out. Oh, and of course, sometime soon we're going to be doing that charity sleep lock nice. that I mentioned that. previously. That sounds absolutely fantastic, and I will be there. Maybe not for all of it, but I'll definitely be there. Um, as as for me, like I'm not going to plug anything. I'm just going to say what I've been doing lately. I've gone back into shiny hunting. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I it, not not on live stream or anything like that because it, I've live streamed shiny hunting before, and it's typically one of the least viewed pieces of content on my channel. Um, so I'm not doing it. I'm just doing it in my personal time. So at the moment I've got, this is, this is where, like, so 
I was shiny hunting a Regirock on Pokemon Sword in the DLC because I was like, right, okay, I want to get Regilecki, but you know what? Let's let's try and get the shinies for the other Regis first. And then I suddenly realized, hold on, why am I doing it on Pokemon Sword? Because it's quite slow. I've got a 3DS and I'm at the end of the game in Ultra Sun and therefore I can do the Ultra Wormholes where you can get all the legendaries, all the um, all the Ultra Beasts, or not, not the Mythical, sorry, but you can shiny hunt in that. And... Running into a Pokemon, resetting, and loading it back up is quicker in the 3DS than it is in uh, in uh, on the Nintendo Switch. But at the moment, I'm just like between whenever I'm like watching TV or I'm just relaxing, I'm just doing that. I'm trying. So currently, I'm trying to get a shiny Zapdos because um, one day, one day, I would love to have a living Dex of all shiny Pokemon. Uh, that's that's a dream of mine one day that's that's a, that's a hell of a dream it's i'm a, not sure i'll ever get there no i'm it's one of the reasons why i'm still playing pokemon go because the shiny odds especially on community days seem to be that ridiculously good like it, it's most community days i will catch the shiny pokemon including enough for the evolutions as well it's very rare that i'll come out of a community day and i've got either zero or just one it does does happen but not very often and that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. Perfect. And I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Owen on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. As for the Golden Rob Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Golden Rob Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya! Oh, 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 oh,